Hello, everyone, and welcome to Point of View, Northview Messenger's official podcast. My name is Noelle Reed, and I am your host. On Wednesday, January 20th, 2021, the United States welcomed its 46th president, Joseph R. Biden Jr., into the White House. Georgia also celebrated its own wins in January, with now Senators John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock officially winning their runoff races. We were even able to witness the two be sworn in on Inauguration Day by now Vice President Kamala Harris. While the nation celebrated these moments together, however, the now former President Donald J. Trump decided to not celebrate with us, and he didn't attend Biden's inauguration. This made him the first president in decades to not attend their successor's inaugural ceremony. Instead, the morning of Biden's inauguration, he held his very own celebration, complete with a military send-off before holding a farewell party at his resort Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida. This was to be expected of the former president, judging that he spent the past few months being a sore loser, and trying so desperately to overturn the 2020 election by sending multiple lawsuits to the states with voting majorities that helped Biden win. These lawsuits were served with the claim that these votes were illegally cast, but all without any substantial evidence, of course. But now that that is over, and now that we are here and finally able to take in a deep breath, it is important that we talk about the events from last month on January 6th. We saw thousands of former President Trump's supporters storming the United States Capitol building in an attempt to halt the process of confirming Biden's election win and to overturn this completely legitimate U.S. election. Most of them brandish confederate and gadsden flags as well as t-shirts and posters with horribly racist anti-semitic and islamophobic taglines and QAnon conspiracy theory we saw them bust in the windows of the united states capitol building and run around the building with a battering ram we also saw them run around the building with firearms and zip ties looking to harm u.s congress people even threatening to kill elected officials, including the then Vice President of the United States, Mike Pence. We saw them punch Capitol Police officers in the face and even plant pipe bombs outside of the United States Congress building. And they did this all in the name of what they believed to be patriotism, which was supposed to be some sort of sick justification for this attack on American democracy. But how did we get here? It is no secret that the former president was notorious for spreading misinformation online. He did this about almost everything, from his own taxes to the alleged threat of immigrants coming across the southern United States border to the very real threat of the COVID-19 pandemic, which he said would go away just like magic, to this recent election that, according to him, he won, quote, by a landslide, unquote. This all happened, of course, before the former president was banned by dozens of social media platforms from posting to their sites. Even members of the United States Congress, including Georgia's 14th district representative, Marjorie Taylor Greene, advocated to unjustly overturn the 2020 election and condoned the violence that took place on January 6th. 
Although most people can establish that these claims that this election was fraudulent are false due to the plethora of evidence that say otherwise, there is a minority of Trump supporters that quite loudly and violently believe these half-truths. And that was the group that was at the Capitol a few weeks ago. The president was not the only person who was responsible for spreading completely groundless claims of conspiracy theories, and the attack on the Capitol should not have been surprising to anyone. See, these QAnon conspiracy theorists did not wake up one day and start parroting points about the alleged Pizzagate scandal or plotting to storm the United States building for the sake of what they believed to be patriotism. With the popularization of the internet and social media, and the former president providing courage for many to spew hatred, a web of radical, extreme, alternative right-wing or alt-right communities has been spun over the past few decades, and unfortunately, it is becoming easier and easier to get caught in it and harder and harder to escape. They use the algorithms of platforms such as YouTube to lure people down their rabbit holes. You may even know someone who has fallen down the alt-right pipeline, as it is called. They were probably a straight white male. Maybe they had interests in video games and watched lots of YouTube. Maybe they were moderate if they cared about politics at all. And they went from being completely normal and average at most to someone who finds no shame in talking about red pilling and wearing Camp Auschwitz t-shirts. But how did they get there? YouTube is one of the largest social media platforms with over 500 hours of content getting uploaded to the site every minute. Many people are able to share their skills, talents, ideals, and viewpoints, as long as they stay within community guidelines, but many extremists have been able to jump through loopholes in these guidelines by doing things like voicing their views over clips of them playing video games or performing an exercise routine. Or maybe perhaps they use coded language that is undetectable to regular people to evade content removal, such as the acronym 6MWE, which stands for 6 million wasn't enough, in reference to the 6 million Jewish people who were killed in the Holocaust. But since it is seemingly just a string of letters with no real meaning, these comments can fall through the cracks. Whereas this is an important element of the rising threat that is right-wing extremism, it is also important to note that this is not the only factor that contributes to people falling down the alt-right pipeline. Most people have the discernment to know that American multiculturalism is actually a good thing and that David Hogg is not a crisis actor out to take your guns away. But why is it so easy for other people to believe it? Well, some believe that bullying and the isolation that follows makes these mainly young white men vulnerable and causes them to blindly believe conspiracy theories and retaliate with violence to regain a sense of power and become bullies themselves. But if that were the case, then why aren't more LGBTQ plus youth and young black and indigenous people of color falling for the same rhetoric? These groups of people are more likely to endure bullying both in and out of the school environment in the form of prolonged discrimination. But the difference between them and their white male counterparts is that they will face consequences. There is an inherent privilege that comes with being a straight white man in America, and it is followed by something else. Entitlement. The result of centuries of never being told or listening to the word no or only receiving slaps on the wrist for heinous acts is entitlement. 
these people feel entitled to violence. They feel entitled to bigotry. They feel entitled to victimizing minorities in our country. They feel entitled to re-traumatizing teenage victims of shootings. They feel entitled to an attempt to overthrow a just election simply because the person that they wanted to win didn't. And yes, like all Americans, they are entitled to the liberties granted by the First Amendment, freedom of speech and freedom of expression being among them. But they are not and should not ever be free of consequences. Why does this free speech have to come at the expense of American democracy? Why are marginalized communities constantly the sacrificial lamb of these liberties? Thank you for listening to this episode. I am so glad to be back. If you would like to know when the next one comes out, give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at NHS Messenger or head on to our website at nhsmessenger.org where you can also find a transcript of this episode. Thank you once again for taking the time out of your day to tune in, listen up, and look at the world from a different point of view. Thank you.